And you talk about teamwork in the in marriage. What does that mean? Like, what do you think of when you think of teamwork? Because I think mm. of, I don't know, I think you're already a team, right? You get married, so you're like, we're Team Frederick. But I think so often we fall into our own ruts again of who we were before we were married or who we were just, or who we are as an individual, right? Yeah. And those individualities can begin to clash and we can begin operating as individuals sort of headed in the same direction. I mean, we yeah. each take care of the checklist, but I don't know. Is Are we really living the marriage dream, right? That God has designed yeah. for hmm. this covenant. Yeah. And so what strikes me the most about this, the idea of teamwork is the fact that it's a skill, that it's something that you can cultivate in your marriage and you can learn to be better teammates mm. uh, in this thing. You're not just out to get your, your yours, right? You're not just out to get what you want, uh, but you're, you're really fighting for your spouse. You're fighting with your spouse and a lot fewer times against one another. So yeah, we're going to talk about the skill of teamwork today. Again, this is the number two in our series we're doing on Back to Basics. Very, very practical. So uh, we trust you'll get something out of it. And we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Selena, things are not okay. (laughs) I slept outside last night. (laughs) It's over. I'm feeling a little bedraggled. We are through. (laughs) Before we... Yeah, before we hit record, I was just, just like, man, some, I need to shower. Just some <laughs> office quotes here. No, he had a camp out with the girls last night, and Mama stayed in with a toddler because I was like, that doesn't sound good. It was incredible. It was so you fun. You guys had fun. You they just were filled giddy. their little buckets. Yeah, they were like listening to the sounds of, we live near a city, so there's, not near a city, but there's car, you know, there's road noise and stuff like that. They're listening to the sounds and looking at, seeing satellites and things nice. flying by. Using those five senses. I had to explain to them what, you know, we had, there's a few stars because there's some light pollution where we live, but uh, there's a lot of satellites and planes and things. I think it was a good time, but I also, yeah, I feel a little bit, uh, bedraggled. Yes. I, like I need a shower and it's also kind of hot today and humid. So anyway, and we can't run a fan while we're recording the podcast. Yes. So that would be very annoying this, to everyone. As, <laughs> as the podcast progresses, I'll, I'll be getting sweatier and sweatier <laughs> as we go. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, uh, of, speaking of sweatiness, uh, teamwork. <laughs> if you're not sweating in your marriage. <laughs> teamwork's not working. No, uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna talk about teamwork today, and namely the practicalities that it entails as a couple, and why it's a skill that is important, but also can be cultivated and developed. People think of it um, kind of it's kind of an isolated thing, but we're here to say it's 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 a skill that you can develop, and you can be on one another's team more effectively. Before we do that, we'd be remiss if we didn't remind you um, and ask you. Um, listener, if you've gotten anything out of this podcast, it would mean a ton if you would uh, follow us on your podcasting app. Also, write a little rating and a review. Uh, leave a rating, write a review. That means a ton to us. It helps us. It helps other people know what's going on. It's the podcast currency that matters currently. Um, next thing is uh, if you if you want to partner with us and be on mission with us, we just ask two things. And I, I mean this sincerely. 
pray about it. If you feel like, oh, I, I, we want to be a family that's on mission with the Fredericks. We want to be a part of what Fierce Marriage is doing throughout the world. If, if you feel that inclination, we just say, pray about it. Talk to each other. Uh, and if God leads you, then then obviously we would love number, the number two piece would be go ahead and make take that step. The way you take that step is you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner, and that will redirect you uh, to the place where you can join. We use a platform called Patreon currently. Uh, that's where uh, basically we do we do behind the scenes releases. We do um, we do some Zoom calls back there. We do exclusive content. We also give away uh, books to anyone who signs up at the various levels and things like that. So uh, go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner to learn more about that. There we go. And then throughout the life of this series. So the next few weeks, we're doing a special on our gospel centered marriage.com online course ecosystem. You can save 20% on the, the, uh, the enrollment there. Just go to gospel centered marriage.com and use this coupon code basics and you'll get an additional 20% off. Um, nice. that's how we support our family. So anyway, if that helps you, that's great. It also helps us win, 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 win. I win for negotiating win. a session, success, <laughs> full agreement. So, can't, can't articulate apparently. All right. So last week we talked, we began our series. We opened it up, um, the back to basic series. We talked about self-control and how it's necessary, um, in order to build skills needed to have a thriving or fierce marriage, um, and exercising self-control in our marriage uh, in the areas of intimacy, time and priorities, and finances. Hmm. Um, they help us develop uh, the skills needed for teamwork, essentially. Like, we'll begin um, operating more as one unit when we start exercising, you know, self-control and listening to our spouse and being an actual team player. Um, I joked before this recording that I feel like it's not it's not just it's two becoming one not just like a three-legged race and Ryan's like three-legged race seems like it's the perfect (laughs) example for unity I was like no yeah sure but I'm thinking like we are two as one like there's nothing holding us back we're going as hard as we can and we have four legs but we're one person (laughs) sounds like a (laughs) It sounds, sounds like weird. An, an apocalyptic I know, creature. I know. I like the three-legged race thing because when you're in it flow, is. like it when is. you're when you're doing it, yeah. I mean, have you ever been like what's your method? We always use the one, two, one, two, one, two. Outside, inside? Is that what you Well, the outside leg was the outside was, was one. The one. And okay, then two inside. was the inside leg. Yeah, and if you get that little hop in there if you're that coordinated. No, that's next level. Yeah. That's fierce right there. That's fierce right there. So, but there's also that. Sorry, I, I like the team you you used uh, like a basketball team. You were a basketball player in high school. I I I played basketball like a football player, <laughs> and Selena still makes fun of me. <laughs> I love when he shoots a basketball. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> this is a sore spot for me. <laughs> it's not really shooting. It's like throwing the basketball as hard as he can against the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta use the you gotta use the bank. You know. All right, take it to the bank, as There's the kids say. There's not as much arc on it. <laughs> not as much arc. How about none? All right, frozen rope. <laughs> it's getting there as fast Guys, as possible. If it goes this, in, bonus. You know what? This right. just is our life. This is our marriage. This no, is him. Just kidding. But, you know, I, I'm actually quite insecure about you and how you tease me with my basketball <laughs> skills. I'm not having. I it. didn't tease him when we were dating or anything, but once I secured him. <laughs> Let the teasing begin. No, so Not you liken it to a basketball good. team. I like to think of a football team of, because I, I obvious reasons. Well, but I just think basketball team is more. It's more because you can you can be all out for yourself and be on a team, and the decisions you make don't necessarily like 
correlate to another player. It can sometimes be, and I know that's art. That that's a point. You mean like making fun of other players? Is that- <laughs> no, I mean like if I take a three pointer, but like somebody down under is like posting up and ready for that. It's like, well, they could have made it, but I made it. Or you missed it because so, you were trying to. Right. Get the I mean, glory. there's right, but there's more opportunity, I think, for individuals to kind of shine in basketball than okay. in football. Because yeah. I, I, I can hear that. Uh, but the point is, is there's different, you have complementary skills, right? So you've got somebody who's like the guy that's down playing post guard. Is that a thing? <laughs> go post, to, just play the postcard position. Uh, or like a quarterback. Like yeah. quarterback is not going to be the guy that runs it up the middle or does the blocking because he just doesn't weigh, doesn't have, doesn't have the strength, but he's got the precision when he throws, right? Unless you're, what's his name, and, and right? It's not fast. I don't know who you're talking who's about. Who's our Seahawks guy? Uh, Russell Wilson I don't even know if he still plays I don't even know like it's uh, yeah we're not I'm not a sports guy I'm not a sports Sports nut (laughs) anyway we're digressing the point is a good team you have people that have complementary skills and you have people that stay in their lane and Mm -hmm. you say like this is where I'm gonna play my part and I'm gonna support you in your part knowing full well that you are doing something that only you can do and we are in in some regard talking about biblical roles and complementarity uh and we we won't get into that again we talked about that what three weeks four weeks ago yeah that um, was go back to episodes 230 and 231 heads and helpers part one and two yeah heads and helpers and you guys it's a beautiful beautiful theology there's something to be just so uh embraced mm-hmm. in how god has designed us as equal in value worth and importance which we will talk about a little bit today uh but different Equal in value, worth, and importance, but different. And there's a, it's not hierarchy, it's not power, it's all about order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it's, and it's about celebrating those differences as a couple within uh, the community that is marriage. And so uh, that's, that's, I think, what teamwork really gets down into is the skill of living that out. Yeah. Uh, and not just within the, because the biblical roles, is, as specific as they are, they aren't all encompassing in that they, we don't have, like, God doesn't give us anything in terms of, like, only husband or wife should be fixing the the dinner, right? That's not something we see in scripture. Right. Only husband or wife should be the breadwinner. We don't see that in scripture. Uh, you might be able to uh, come to those conclusions by various gymnastics, but the point that we're trying to make is that there is some gray area here and there's some Christian liberty here and there's right. grace here. And that's where teamwork is a huge thing that we need to uh, work on. And teamwork has this communicating, communicating through that, but also... Um, uh, resigning ourselves to those bigger truths that were and one caveat to just be mindful of is that kneeling teamwork it really takes a long time i mean you see all those teams sports teams that maybe have been winning for years and years and years right championship after championship they've probably been playing together for a number of years um, or they just have players that are really in sync maybe naturally together right. but um, whatever you whatever camp you might fall into i think it's just good to be aware of the fact that it takes time to become a, f- a functioning, well-to-do, like accomplishing team. Sure. So hear all of this, know that it takes time, understand that we are just trying to put some basic skills and helpful encouragements yeah. out there. Um, but yeah, don't get frustrated. I think yeah. we have many opportunities within our marriage to build our ability to be a team. Yeah, and this has been a game changer for us. And so, uh, and we've actually, I think, grown in this area significantly yeah. over the last two years. Um, and it's it's borne really specific good fruit in mm-hmm. our lives and a lot of joy and unity. has It's deepened, it's strengthened because we've just really embraced and realized the intricacies of what it means to be on the same team. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to, we're going to get into that. Uh, 
I think it's helpful to first recap last week's episode because it's so foundational to this. I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but the self-control piece. Did you already recap that? I'm sorry. Uh, I was listening. I promise. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay. I, I, I was working. We got new mics. And so I'm kind of distracted. I'm watching the different <laughs> levels and things go, go by and making sure that we're not making too much noise. Yeah. Hopefully it sounds better for our listeners. Yes. Yeah. So okay. we referenced uh, episodes 230 and 231 for Heads and Helpers. The other episode that we would like you guys to check out, if you have not already, that kind of helped us outline this one um, is Who We Are As Us. Uh, which is episode number 229. So it's the one right before that. It was from this last uh, series on identity. Um, and so when we're talking about teamwork, we're talking about this idea of of oneness. Um, mm-hmm. We're talking about how to be rooted together, to be advocating for each other. Don't worry, we have an acronym for you too. I feel like you can't talk about teamwork without having an acronym. <laughs> Bo body. We filled out every letter. You're going to get a lot of use from that. <laughs> So let's begin by rooting ourselves in scripture yeah. so that we can understand first and rightly God's design and then take his instruction and framework uh, and apply it to how we can work as a team uh, when it comes to our marriage. Yeah. So Genesis 2.24, uh, the, the verse that we all know, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Um, obviously a lot of context here and I don't want to gloss over the fact that uh, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife uh, and the relational aspect there right Um, and they shall become one flesh so the idea of oneness the idea of 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 being a team is here I feel like team kind of waters down what this is actually Oh, for sane, sure. Yeah. Because there's just so much depth and beauty to be mined here. Um, and that's what you were saying is that a team is by nature made up of individuals. And in marriage, a lot of that goes away. We, we are individuals in, in many ways. Yeah. But you're not one flesh. You would never use one flesh to describe any other like, right. social device. Right. right? A relationship. Yeah. Relationship. There you go. It's It's only used in the marital context because it is deeper than team. So, but we are bringing, what I like about the team visual is that it, it helps us to uh, remember to advocate for one another. And actually that's one of the letters in the acronym. So <gasps> don't give it away. We'll, we'll leave it for stop, later. Stop. Okay. Okay. I would just want to read. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I wanted to add one other yeah. little piece of texture to this because it, when you think about marriages as a team it, and clinging to one another, you know, hold the leaving and cleaving piece, there are aspects of our relationship and our teamwork that are exclusive to our marital relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are also aspects of our teamwork that are not exclusive to our marital relationship. In other words, they have to do with us being a brother and sister in Christ. They have to do with us being co-laborers with Christ, co-commissioned into the gospel. They have to do with us being members of Christ's church. And the fact that that there's various numerous calls to unity that are specific to the body of believers that is the church. And so there are, there is some overlap there and there's some giftings. Can you give an example? um, Well, I'm thinking of, you know, the, 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 you know, things like uh, someone who's called to teach versus someone who's not called to that role is obviously one way that that plays out in the church. Um, In terms of unity around like um, doctrine, not letting uh, divisiveness work its way in, not letting gossip be, part of the culture of mm. our church mm-hmm. and part of the culture of our our marriage, our family. Yeah. We're not going to gossip about yeah. each other. That's where the advocate piece really mm-hmm. comes in. 
Um, there's other ways to be unified. Uh, self-righteousness. So a lot of what Paul was talking about in his various epistles, he's talking about how God's grace is sufficient for the Jew and the Gentile. And that's mm. a new thing. And the Jews had to get their heads wrapped around this, mm. that this Messiah that they wanted so badly and waited for and came was their Messiah. And here Paul is saying, he's not just your Messiah. He's, he's everyone's Messiah anyone who puts their faith in him. And so that that uh, created all kinds of conflict in the early church and had to do with, uh, I, 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 um, I don't know, present <laughs> to you, I think it had to do with the, the idea that they thought, you know, that they had a, like a moral high ground, right? Well, he's, you, you're, you're kind of a second class citizen because you're a Gentile, but we're, we're God's people, right? <laughs> right. And, and you, you, you're allowed to come in, but just, you can stand against the wall. Like you can be here, but not here. Right. right. And so that's, part of the unity piece too. So, and that has to do with equality and equality in the sight of the Lord. And that's the equal value, worth and importance thing, which we'll talk about as well. I'm ahead. sorry. It's, Slow you know down. What? I think I'm going to make team into teams because I liked how you said you added an S. I don't know. You had some good S word, an okay. S word in there. So we'll are see. you not wanting to give it away? Is that why you're not saying? What yes. Cause you've just been giving away the whole farm today. So, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Yes. People sometimes don't listen to the whole episode, so. <laughs> and then they leave stars. Oh, just kidding. Therefore, okay, I'm going to do a quote from John Piper um, on one of his Desiring God podcasts when he's talking about um, Ephesians 5.31, which is this, is Paul referencing and quoting Genesis 2.24, where it's the leave and cleave and um, the two shall become one flesh. And there's a mystery there. And he says, what this implies is that when God engaged to create man and woman and to ordain the union of marriage, he didn't roll the dice or draw straws or flip a coin as to how they might be related to each other. He patterned marriage very purposefully after the relationship between his son and the church, which he had planned from all eternity. Mm. Therefore, marriage is a mystery. It contains and conceals meaning far greater than what we see on the outside. God created man, male, and female, and ordained marriage so that the eternal covenant relationship between Christ and his church would be imaged forth in the marriage union. The inference Paul draws from this mystery is that the roles of husband and wife in marriage are not arbitrarily assigned, but are rooted in the distinctive roles of Christ and his church. Yeah. Well, so that d- definitely goes all the way back to those, that episodes on the two episodes on heads and helpers. Yes. I just and think it's, beautiful thing. it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to talk about teamwork when you don't, you can't identify what your role is in the team, right? So mm. that's why I kind of am drawing this back to, we do need to talk about roles. It's good to understand how, what, what, um, how God created them and they're distinguished, but they're also, they're distinguished from one another. They're distinctive. Sorry. Maybe that's a better word, but they are also complementary, and they also are reflective. Like I love that God just layers in the meaning and purpose mm. in everything that he designs. Yeah. And so Yet, understanding our roles is important in order for us to function well as a team. This really does tie back to the entire identity series because even if you understand your roles, if you don't understand the design of marriage yeah. and the, the identity of marriage itself, which was the first episode in that series, which was, I think, 228, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, so. It's the identity of marriage itself. How did God design this? In other words, what is the goal we're working toward? Like mm. you've seen, everybody's seen those videos where you have like a little kid, little kid soccer team or something, and one of the kids get the... They get the ball and they start dribbling so fast and they go all the way to the other end and they score a goal and they're so happy all to realize that it was, that was their own goal. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Sorry. That was always a nightmare of mine. <laughs> yeah, but that, so the point is that kid lost sight of the goal. He lost sight of the plot. Like if you're shooting on this net and I'm shooting on that net, yeah. like how are we going to ever 
get to the the point together, get to the goal together. So yeah. you do really have to understand why God designed marriage the way He did, and 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 put value in that. Don't mm. just know it, but actually let internalize it, let it drive you. Then let you begin be to your authority. let it be your authority, and then then let learn about the roles and embrace mm. those too. Again, we're all of this is conforming ourselves to God's design for things. Right. We tried to lay all that out really, really um, deeply in the previous series. And now, again, this is a really practical series. So now we're saying, here's how that works out when it actually, when the rubber meets the road. And yeah. it's time to actually live out this this reality of being on the same team in light of God's vision, in light of our roles. Now, how do we do that on a day-to-day basis? Right. So we're going to talk about, we're going to share our acronym, even though he's pretty much shared the whole thing. No, we haven't. <laughs> no, there's still... There were two letters. You added one. Well, we'll see if I need to and keep it. You can decide at the end, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of a big one now so that I read it. It's okay, but it's also pretty generic. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll let our listeners decide. What's T stand for, Selena? T in team starts for stands for two is one. So two is one. Talking about this idea of unity, which is what we kind of opened up with—that we're not just two people. Uh, sort of checking off all the to-dos while we're married, right? We're not just, okay, how, not roommates. who does, yeah, who does what and who pays for what and how do we do this? And we're married, yay. Like God has obviously, so obviously layered in um, the distinguishing features of male headship, mm. women as helpers, uh, talking about, you know, the big things of submission and service and leadership and all of that, which you can go listen to that. You're in the other episodes. all these bombs. Yep, they can go back and listen. Please do. Um, if you haven't. Yes. Uh, so are we really operating in unity, uh, at a foundational level or are we simply just existing kind of in that, in the same space? Or do mm. we really understand the value that God's placed in his design and for our covenant, for our marriage? Do we, like you said, do we, um, submit to that authority? Yeah. Do we embrace that? Because um, I think the problems start to come when we think that we might know better, right? <laughs> I mean, hello, origin of sin. When we think that that we have a better way of yeah. figuring out unity, or we we're, we're good, we're good. Like well, we can't just like this is such a foundational piece, and it's it it does go back to that purpose that we just talked about in the identity of marriage itself. But here's what's really cool is this is actually the language roughly that Jesus used to mm. rebuke the Pharisees and actually answer them when it came to the subject of marriage. He used this specific language in Mark 10. He said, uh, uh, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Now he could have quoted any number of old Testament texts, right? But instead uh, he's choosing to quote Genesis two, mm-hmm. uh, and in in this case, why did he do that? Because it's so foundational. Mm-hmm. Two shall become one flesh, and th- and the, the implications of that are so vast, and that I am no longer just me, right? Right. And so I am now tasked with advocating for you. <laughs> Let me the preview, but I'm tasked with looking out for more than just myself, right? As if you were me, yes. And that has vast implications for how we live out our lives as married couples. Right. Again, it's not about, you know, checking off the boxes of what we have to do each day, but it really, uh, when we are living in unity, when we're living on purpose, on mission together as uh, a team, as a married unit, uh, those, those tasks that we are uh, given Mm -hmm. by God, they hold a deeper meaning. There's more joy to be had uh, when we are doing them in unity, not just yeah. Okay, you're doing one, I'm doing one, right? It's like, no, we're doing this together for this higher purpose that God has given us. Mm. 
And so the two is one um, definitely, I think, exemplifies that. So that yeah. is T. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Okay, so the E, um, I had another thought I was going to share, but then I lost it. So it's happening a lot today. It's happening a lot today. Um, e is, uh, this This word is loaded, uh, but you have to hear us out. So equality. So T is two as one. E is equality. What we mean by that is admitting and resigning ourselves to this reality that my spouse is of equal value, worth, and importance. Mm-hmm. She is of equal value, worth, of importance. And that's not based on merit. Right. That, like that's not based on intellect. It's not based on earning potential. Mm-hmm. It's not based on anything other than God's design. It is the image of God that mm-hmm. has been placed on you as one of his own. Um, and that's actually the, the image of God is on every human being, not just believers. It's on every human being. It's mm-hmm. it's part of God's common grace. It's part of his covenant with humanity. That's more general. But so I'm so I'm just th- I'm thinking of if you have uh, an unequally yoked marriage and I don't mm-hmm. mean you're not both Christians, but there's typically one person in the marriage that's kind of the the brighter bulb in the pack, I'll say. The brighter bulb. <laughs> that's me. I claim it. <laughs> it's for sure the truth. No. <laughs> uh, so I'm thinking of, you know, and so because of that, there tends to be kind of this power dynamic sometimes. We've got somebody who's really good at arguing. You've got somebody who's really good at um, manipulating. You've got somebody who's really good at communicating or someone who's just good at maneuvering. Mm-hmm. And they, because of their uh, inequality of intellect, there develops an inequality in value, worth, and importance. Mm. Or because of their inequality in their emotional intelligence, there is an inequality in value, worth, and importance. And somebody ends up being uh, kind of suppressed the whole time, while the other one ends up kind of running, uh, running the show. Mm. And that is not a team activity. That is a self-serving activity. Mm. And so if I just want to encourage you, husband, wife, do you do you see your your spouse as somebody who is equal to you in these ways in equal value mm. they're just as valuable before god they're equally as important well yeah but he you know he doesn't earn what i earn or she doesn't earn what i earn or he's he you know he's not a good speller he's not a good communicator he's not mm. all these things that doesn't matter he's still worth as much as you he's still as valuable as you he's still as important as you in god's eyes and wow. therefore in each other's eyes and so that that E, that equality piece is so, so um, foundational if you're ever going to live out um, this this reality of being a, a marriage that's a team. That right. And I think even yeah. overcoming some of the struggles that you face as a couple um, because of the the breakdown, not even, no, I wouldn't call it a breakdown. I just think sometimes some of it is just natural ability, right? Some of us are better at things than others. And so like Ryan is a very gifted arguer and convincer i'm i'm convinced of this he can he can argue his way really well um i don't know what do i do you say i manipulate probably (laughs) that's me manipulating you (laughs) (laughs) no i think you unknowingly you you um you can you have a few manipulation tactics that are yeah it's me trying to defend myself when he's going and i yeah well we have a whole episode on it manipulation tactics yeah we own up to a lot of that stuff so (laughs) i don't calls me out on those things too he's like you know what you're doing right now and i was like i don't care what i'm doing i'm just trying to like hold my own and win and not or not get mowed over did you know you're an idiot right now (laughs) (laughs) guys no we never say that stuff no No, we never no but anyways (laughs) i think yes understanding okay he's really good at arguing God, please like soften his heart towards me. Lord, I'm not like I'm good at manipulating or something. <laughs> it's hard to say that because I don't feel like I'm good at it, but 
I think you're saying that I am. No, 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 no. I don't mean to throw you under the bus. Well, at I'm all. just trying to think of what my shortcoming is, and so how do I how do I ask the Lord right in my shortcomings? If I'm praying for my spouse and myself, or praying for myself, God help me, you know, to really see Him for what He's actually trying to say, and not just see the fact that He's just trying to win this argument, right? Yeah. So being uh, being cognizant of the equality factor uh, is a prayer for both. Both of we you. have to value one another how God yeah. values us. If we're ever going to be on the same team, we're ever going to communicate in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, that's what really changed the script for us, I think, as we started. I started like I, and I would come to you and I'd say, Selena, I've I want to speak to you kindly, considerately, calmly, yeah. lovingly all the time, all the time across the board, not just when like we're having a good moment, like mm. all the time. Yeah. I don't ever want to use my words to in any way harm you because of your, your value, your intrinsic value to me, to God, to our children, to our church. Like you are valuable. Therefore, like I, I, I cannot use argument, argumentation to, 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 to skew the power dynamic <laughs> yeah. in our, cause yeah. Anyway, uh, again, that goes back to roles. It goes back to order. It goes back to love. It goes back to knowing yourself too. Yes. I think yes. it's a huge one of knowing yourself. Yeah. Um, Hey, I've already said it, so I'm going to say it again. Go for it, so, you go. recap. T is two as one. E is equality and value, worth, and importance. And then A is advocacy. Uh, and that's to be contrasted with somebody who's uh, adversarial, right? So uh, don't be adversarial. Be an advocate for your spouse. Right. It's a way of protecting your relationship. Yeah. And, and the way I, I like to picture this is uh, how do you treat your spouse when they're not around? How do you mm-hmm. treat your spouse when you're around everyone else? And especially when your spouse comes up or even when they don't, Mm -hmm. are you advocating for them? If someone is, if an in-law is uh, speaking ill of your spouse, are you going to speak up? Are you going to do the hard thing and speak up and say, Hey, you know what? I love my wife. Let's not, I don't want to hear you talk about her that way. Yeah. Or, um, bringing her into conversations when you're not even present. Right. And I think even speaking up in the fact, even if they're not deserving of your defense, right? Like, yeah, he was not very nice to me and he's also had a long week, like, or, you know, whatever the thing is, I think we need to always have that default of standing up for our spouse, protecting them, defending them, mm. being an advocate for them, uh, no matter what current situation we're in. That's something that I fall into. Like if you and I have had a fight or something, I may not be as charitable in a conversation with someone else about, you know, you being tired or whatever. Yeah. It's funny in our group of guys, um, I, I don't ever like even if we're having a fight like I just I kind of handle it myself and I'm thinking about it myself and if somebody says how you doing I'll be like yeah we're going through a patch right now but like that's that's all I'm gonna say unless I need help or I'm not needing clarity but in our group of men like even if that wasn't my tendency these guys would never stand for it like the the, the default in our guys is always if if you're having a fight with your wife like what did you do <laughs> like what did you do wrong because because right like frankly like we have amazing wives and we all know it and we're like how are you a bonehead in this situation <laughs> wow and and then almost inevitably like it ends up being a sense of like it's it's it helps to see it more objectively and sure. you can think to yourself you know what I actually kind of here's my part where i'm responsible mm-hmm. it doesn't mean my wife's not partly responsible too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i at least need to be a man recognize own up and repent of yeah. the part that i'm responsible for i need to lead in that way yeah. that's something that again headship that's a unique thing that i think men are called to do is to lead even in repentance another so. point of uh advocacy for your spouse uh just be be the biggest cheerleader for your spouse and advocate for them for whatever god's calling them into um whether that be maybe you guys are having your first baby or something like there's just new 
um, pathways, new opportunities or things that the Lord is opening up. I don't think anybody's words fall the heaviest as, as Ryan's do in those, in those moments when, Mm. you know, I think back to when we had Della and things that I was struggling with. She's our oldest. Yeah. I would, you know, he'd be like, you're her mom. You are doing awesome. You just like keep loving her. You're not going to spoil her if you do this. You're not, you know, just, just be that voice of clarity. If, if your spouse is struggling, be that Mm. cheerleader that says, man, I've just been noticing you've been doing such a good job on this. And it's, it doesn't have to be patronizing, right? It's just, gosh, I'm so proud of you. Like you've really owned this and you've really taken these steps into writing this book or whatever the task is that God has called them into just advocate and be their cheerleader. I I think that's the, that's a good thing. I love that. Good job. Go me. Go you. <laughs> Good job. Way to model that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the M, this one was really fun. Selena thought of this one and it's make. Okay. So make memories, make love. That's what Ryan said. He also said make out. <laughs> what can I say? I, I specialize. Uh, make food together. I probably said that one too. You did. <laughs> In that order. He said make fun of each other too. You said that one. That <laughs> Laughter. No, I thought you said that. No. Anyways, be a maker in your marriage. Definitely make memories. We're all for married people making love. So intimacy, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, make, make it happen. Make, yeah, just make whatever it needs to happen, happen. Make the party. Make the party. In your marriage. <laughs> um, yeah, I, and I got to speak to the make fun of each other piece because that, you know, there is a sense of like sarcasm and dry humor. Like that's d- degrading and it ends up being at someone's expense. Uh, but there is a healthy amount. Like I know a lot of marriages like this. I know that you and I are like this where uh, we tease one another and it's all in good fun. It's mm-hmm. not, it's, and so it actually builds up in a weird way. And so just be careful with that. Be mindful of that. Um, but yeah, the joking piece is, is I think what we're trying to get out of it. Like, yes. Have fun together. Yes. Have fun. And, and making memories really serves as a great way yes. to build unity, to build friendship, um, and to just model, I think, for your, your kids, if you have them, or model to the people around you um, yeah, well, that, God, that you can have fun, right? That yeah. God is at work and you're enjoying one another. Um, one of the most powerful team building things you can do is have shared experiences. And that's what making <laughs> memories is, is that you're and think of any retreat you've gone on. Think of any camp you've been to. Think, think of how that <laughs> seals those relationships. Do the same thing in your marriage. Yeah. Make special memories together that are just, I just yours. I just think of some, some, okay, this is a funny memory, but our friends let us use their blow up kayak. And I oh think we goodness. like, we're like, man, if you ever want to like marriage counseling, have on the water. marriage counseling, like pump up a kayak or, or haul out a boat, right? Those, there's some stress, there's some stressful moments. Think of any like stressful moment where you're trying to like keep your cool. Cause there's like lots of people around, but you're supposed to work with your spouse to like make it all work and not, you know, damage anything on the way. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, there's some marriage counseling right there. <laughs> just, yeah. I've never been so exhausted and traveled so little <laughs> distance in a blow up kayak. <laughs> like it, it was so funny. I, I think something was wrong with how we blew that thing. I up. think it was too. And I think we got caught in one of the tides or something, but we were just like, weren't we just here? Like <laughs> we literally went in circles for two hours, wore ourselves out. And we were like, this is terrible. Let's never do this again. <laughs> so make memories, people have fun together. Um, uh, be, be friends yeah. in that way. Okay. So this is Selena added an S this was off script. So, um, and it's like, it's so, it's it kind of encapsulates. It's very tricksy because you can't just throw it out because the S stands for sufficiency in Christ. <laughs> so like, 
you can't just. I just like, go deep real quick. Well, what did you mean by that? What was what was going through your your head and your heart when you when you thought to? Well, um, when you were talking rogue? about two as one, I mean, S could be so many things, right? Spouse. <laughs> <laughs> You're not very good at thinking on the fly, so I'll let you just. Yes. So just let me flounder. Uh, yeah. But when you were talking about sufficiency in Christ, I think the idea of knowing my abilities as a team member, but also knowing our abilities as a couple and that our sufficiency isn't found in ourselves, it's found mm, in Christ. Really. And so the fullness of our marriage and our ability to be a team and be unified uh, relies on our identity in marriage, in Christ and our ability to take hold of the sufficiency that is in Christ. Yeah. Uh, and what he his his model of love and his model of grace and his model of yeah everything that he is um, and knowing that he's not just um a, like a, a dictator right and he's not he he's our savior and he's our king and he is it's just there's a lot that I've God's been working on my heart and helping me understand the relational aspect of Christ hmm. and that he came to save us so that we could be in relationship with the father and we didn't have to offer sacrifices yeah. every week, every day. I mean, just the, the fact that he gave us that, f- I don't even know what to call it. Not, it's not a freedom or ability. It's a access yeah. that he provided the access, uh, to the father. Um, mm. I think that really just brings a foundation and yeah. to our understanding of what a team is and can be but it's not there's no i in team friends <laughs> so it's not based on me but it really is based on him yeah what, make, what that makes me think of is the fact that he has grace for the the short our shortcomings mm. and that even if we're lacking both of us are lacking something that we need in our marriage say you both came from broken mm. backgrounds mm-hmm. so you both are emotionally um immature and you don't realize it mm. um you can look to Christ in that and you can say he is sufficient. Like he's going to help us. And if we both look to him like that, that's better. (laughs) That's always going to be better. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be more biblical. It's always going to be more solid Mm -hmm. than looking to ourselves or looking to others. Um, So yeah, I love that. That's good. I just don't know how teams, if it's one marriage team, we're not on two teams teams. of marriages. (laughs) All right. So we got another 20 letters to go through. Um, uh, Yeah. So uh, again, just as a quick recap, um, I'm, I'm going to kind of fold into the couples conversation challenge. Uh, pick one of these. Pick one of these uh, that you that jumped out to you as we were describing these, and go to your spouse and have a conversation around how are we a team, specifically in this one area. And the areas are this: two is one, so unity. That's T. E is equality, seeing each other with of equal value, worth, and importance. Um, A is advocacy. Are you cheering one one another on together and apart? Are you are you advocating for one another? M is making memories, making love, making food together, having fun together, uh, making each other laugh, all those sorts of things. How are you doing that as a team? And then finally, the sufficiency of Christ. How are you looking to Christ in your shortcomings? Mm. Pick one of those and have a conversation. Maybe pick two. Maybe pick all five. Point is connect around this mm. this topic and um, resolve and talk about how you can be a better team. Um, as a married couple. So is that, is that good? All right. So let me pray and we will call it an episode. Lord, I thank you. Um, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for just being our helper in these moments that are difficult um, when we feel like we are not on the same team with each other in marriage. Uh, Spirit, you are so 
so faithful Mm -hmm. to come alongside us and to convict and to help and to encourage and to sanctify and to, um, and to use our words for your perfect ends. Mm -hmm. So Lord, I thank you for that. I pray for couples that are struggling with unity. They're struggling with having fun together. They're struggling, um, with advocating for one another and, um, maybe even not seeing one another with equal value, worth and importance. I pray that you would sear into our hearts, the truths that underlie these ideas, the truth that you have made marriage, you have made us in your image, and you have called us to love one another how you have loved us. Sear that into our hearts, Lord. Help us live that out. Help the husband and the wife listening to this. Help them to live that out. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, quick reminder, if you sign up for gospelcenteredmarriage.com, which is our online learning ecosystem, we're always adding to it. Uh, There's a ton of content there. If you sign up for that um, in this month and use the promo code BASICS, uh, you can get an additional 20% off. I just I hope that you'll get there and take advantage of those courses. We're constantly making them better. We got some new equipment that we're going to be um, churning out more content regularly mm-hmm. on that front. So um, definitely get in while you can, um, while the value is um, growing, and it will be growing indefinitely. We don't have plans to stop it. So uh, use the coupon code BASICS to save 20% off there. Uh, with that said, this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is... In the can. See you again in about seven days. So until next time... Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.